Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, my wonderful, beautiful friends. Guys, welcome back to our slash petty revenge, where the revenges don't destroy lives, but they're super satisfying. And in today's episode, Karens are getting taught lessons left and right. Guys, I hope you enjoy the stories. Hit subscribe if you haven't. And as always, you can send or link stories to this email right here. So a few years ago, I was heading to class to take a final in my music history class, and I forgot a Scantron. So I stopped by the college bookstore, grabbed a Scantron, and ran up to the counter. Now this is when I met her. Now, her was a mid-50s Karen with wrinkles on her face that can only come with holding a constant scowl on your face for decades. When I pulled out my card, she points to a sign that said $10 minimum. Yes, $10. The Scantron was about 20 cents. Now, I can totally get a $5 minimum, but $10? Come on. Well, I didn't have any change in my pocket, but there was a take a penny, leave a penny jar. So I reach over and grab a couple of dimes that someone was kind enough to leave. And Karen puts her hand over the jar and said, you can leave change, but you can't take change. At this point, I figure that I could either get really upset or play the game she wanted. So I tell her that I understood, that there were a few more items that I still needed. I then proceed to go to the furthest corners of the store and pick up about $200 worth of small items from the highest, lowest, and most inconvenient spots in the store. I then walk up to the counter with my basket, and the entire time, Karen had a wicked smile on her face like she'd won. Well, as soon as I paid for the items, I told her immediately that I'd like to return everything, except for the Scantron, please. And hearing me say that, Karen was livid. Now, people usually don't yell at me, but she completely lost it. The woman ended up calling campus police and other workers. When the campus police arrived, they told her that what I did was completely legal, and they did have a good return policy on everything in the store. Karen couldn't handle it, but she had to refund me for everything except the Scantron. The campus police told me with a smirk to please not do that again. I said yes sir and headed to my final. I was 20 minutes late for the final, but I ended up making an A. Guys, this revenge was absolutely brilliant, and it makes me so happy to know that OP went to the most inconvenient spots to grab these items. I do have a question though, are you allowed to block the take a penny, leave a penny jar? I mean, OP was about to take 20 pennies, but I have a little feeling that Karen felt that was her tip jar. Okay, so this happened almost a year ago. At the time, I was taking a bus regularly to a hospital for chemotherapy, which left me extremely weak and nauseous. So when possible, I would sit in the handicap section near the front of the bus. Occasionally, people would ask me to move, as it's a bus to the hospital, so a lot of people did need the disabled seats. And I'm young, and I do look healthy, after my hair started growing back. Now, of course, they would understand when I explained that I needed the seat, until Karen comes along. She was a smartly dressed woman in her 60s. She comes up to me, asks me for my seat, and I explain that I just had chemotherapy and I need the seat. She then proceeds to call me lazy, calls me a liar, and tells me that I do not look sick. 
The whole time she's voicing her stupid opinions on why people like me are what's wrong with the world, I try to explain that I'm trying to tell her the truth, and she kept interrupting me, berating me in front of everybody. At this point, I'm just too exhausted and nauseous to deal with her crap. I've been trying not to throw up for the last half hour, so I decide, F it, and take aim. I then hurl all over her nice shoes and pants, and she screams and jumps back. Now, I wish I'd said something witty right then and there, but I was just busy puking. She then stomps off and stood quietly, red-faced, at the other end of the bus, and left me alone after that. In retrospect, I do feel like an a-hole for making the bus driver clean up my puke. I was too much of a wreck to help, I could barely stand up, though I did apologize to him. Now, it was a spur-of-the-moment decision, and I didn't really think the consequences through, but damn, it was satisfying to puke all over that woman. Yeah, guys, anyone who accuses people of lying about having cancer deserves to get puked on. And another thing, Opie did mention that they were sitting at the front of the bus. That's reserved for people who need it. Now, what made the Karen think that she was more deservant of the seat than Opie was? And guys, I'm hoping she didn't get all pissy because she felt entitled to the seat because she was 60 years old. Okay, so to preface this, I have Crohn's disease and ulcerative colitis. This qualifies me as disabled, so starting when I first got sick in high school, I was required accommodations by state law. Being disabled was hard and pretty complicated, since after being diagnosed with IBD, I started getting various other health issues, ranging from kidney issues to neurological issues to fibromyalgia. My school was very reasonable, and even after missing three months when I was first diagnosed, I still got all my credits. The following year, I was doing alright. Then the second semester, one of my teachers left, and a new one was a complete monster. She refused to teach with a textbook, and she used Wikipedia instead. But the biggest thing about her is she absolutely hated me. Since I had a little pink pass that allowed me to take my meds in class, go to the nurse as needed, and have unlimited restroom breaks. So I became her target, because she thought I was a disruption. I would always do my best to wait till she was done talking, unless I was in too much pain. But she would always roll her eyes and groan at me like I'm making her life hard. One day, I had just gotten in from a doctor's appointment and I rushed into her class. A few minutes in, I asked to go to the restroom and said, I'll be right back. She said, no. Well, asking is just a formality. All of the teachers get emails about the disabled students and know about their accommodations. So I tell her, I need to go to the restroom, so I'm going. As I left, she groaned something about me always wasting class time and faking it to get out of her class. Hearing that, I had enough, so I picked up my stuff and took it with me. I went to the restroom and then went downstairs to my dean's office. I signed in, and when he came out to get me, I told him about her attitude and how she refused to let me use my accommodations, so that's why I'm here. I simply told him that they should let her know that she's required to let me leave the class for a reason, and I have medical paperwork to back that up. The dean apologized profusely and then called the teacher. He told her he was sending a substitute to her room and he wanted to speak to her. He then went to call for a substitute teacher. My teacher then arrived at his office looking very displeased, to say the least. He sent me out of the room, and I waited in the lobby for 20 minutes. Once she left, he had her stop at the desk to fill out some paperwork. He called me back into his office to fill out paperwork about what happened. A few other students who heard what happened came in as witnesses, and after that, she was gone for three weeks. To my knowledge, she was suspended because she opened them up to a potential lawsuit. Blatantly denying a disabled student their accommodations is against the law here, and the school didn't tolerate it one bit. Now I will admit I do feel bad, but I don't take any crap when it comes to my body and my diseases. 
Yeah, there is absolutely no reason at all to feel bad about that teacher getting suspended. And guys, we've all been students one time or another, and I'm pretty sure we've all had that one teacher that cracked down on bathroom breaks, but damn lady. For her to know that OP had health issues and still wouldn't let them go to the bathroom, I'm so glad to hear that OP got some sweet, sweet justice. So this is my mom's story. My mom's a very caring, but kind person, but not someone you'd want to F with. My mom can and she will kick your ass, be it with words or pettiness. She's also pretty severely disabled. Because of this, she's always had a designated handicap parking space when she lives in apartment buildings. And this incident happened at her previous apartment. My mom's parking spot was the second one, so there were two other spots on either side of her. It's the one she paid monthly for. And one frequent visitor of her building would constantly take my mom's paid handicap spot when the guest spots were readily available. It's also worth noting that this person never had a handicap parking placard on display to even be allowed to park there. After it happened a few times, my mom politely left a note on their windshield, but she quickly realized that it was becoming routine and her notes meant nothing. It also happened so often that my mom would be left without her spot for 10 hours at a time. My mom tried getting it towed, but the companies all insisted that my mom would have to pay, and she didn't want to do that. So finally getting fed up, she decided to park her car immediately behind the person who was knowingly and routinely taking her paid spots, when there were open spots just two spots over. With her balcony overlooking the parking lot, she got a book and waited, and the woman comes out and was pissed. She tried waiting to see if my mom would come out, but she just walked from her balcony instead. The woman tried using an empty space beside them to get out, but that didn't work. Finally, the woman had enough. She tried to plow through my mom's car. But with dozens of witnesses and reports about the driver illegally parking there, she was forced to pay a hefty fine and the repairs on my mom's car. She was also banned from visiting the apartment building. My mom had been planning to get a new car anyways, so the damage wasn't that big of a deal to her. Don't F with my mom and her parking spot. Guys, this is entitlement to the max. Complete disregard and disrespect for others. Like, one time, I can kind of understand. I mean, it's still an a-hole move to park in a disabled spot without a placard. But this woman did it over and over and over again, despite notes on her windshield, guys. And this is exactly what she gets. And honestly, I would have loved to have seen that she got towed. But reading about the woman getting mad about being blocked in, and then ramming cars out of aggression and getting fined and banned from the apartment is way, way better. So a little context. I'm a light-skinned Latina American, and I've lived in Korea for a couple of years during university, as my major was Korean interpretation and translation. During my time in Korea, I was lucky enough to attend music shows from time to time. For the K-pop uninitiated, music shows are free to enter, provided you have at least one of three items, which is A, a copy of the album of the group you're coming to see, B, proof of purchase of the album, or C, the official light stick from the most recent concert. Priority entry was always given to an official fan club member, who had all three. Then the fan club members who had two of the three, and then the fan club members who had one. After that came the non-members in the same priority tier. The group I had come to see hadn't opened up official fan club registration in almost a decade, so the group's management decided to do away with the fan club priority and did it on a first-come, first-serve basis, but kept the whole three items go first, then two, then one thing. I had all three, and I got there early, so I got a good spot in line. These queues often had us waiting outside for hours, while the previous round of filming finished up. So the thing about these music show venues is, they're very small. They have limited capacity, so not all the people who queue for a group get in. In this particular instance, there was trouble with foreign fans causing trouble by taking pictures, and also not listening to instructions. 
Sylvanyu's staff went around and quizzed each foreigner in line on their Korean. If you couldn't understand, you were booted. I passed with flying colors, and I kept my spot in line. Now, because of the aforementioned issues, a lot of Korean fans hated international fans with a passion. For this group in particular, so many people were pissed that they had to wait in line behind foreigners because they'd done away with the official fan club priority. Now here's me, sitting alone in a queue outside on a hot summer day. A group of Korean girls sat in front of me, and a lone Korean girl was talking on her phone behind me. I was just minding my own business, playing games on my phone, when I heard the girl behind me talking crap. She was chatting with a friend, I suspect, because she was dropping a lot of curse words, and specifically mentioned that these foreign roaches are ruining things for us, and I want to kill them. The girl mentioned me, and said that I probably bribed the staff to keep my spot in line, even though I couldn't understand Korean. I'm thinking, okay, it's just harmless trash talk. I don't know this girl, and I don't know her friend. In the long run, it doesn't affect me, right? But it really rubbed me the wrong way, especially because she was talking really loudly. So I then grabbed my wallet, politely and quietly asked the Korean girls in front of me to watch my bag, and to hold my place in line. And I went to the convenience store. I bought a round of water for everybody. It was really heavy. I had about a dozen bottles of water. I then get back in line, thanked the girls in front of me for holding my spot, and gave them each a bottle of water. I gave a bottle of water to the group in front of them too. I then kept one for myself, and then turned around and handed one to the girl on the phone, with a smile. Immediately she lights up and she thanked me in English, smiling bright and taking her phone away from her ear. As I hand her the water, I say in perfect Korean, still smiling, so the next time you talk loudly about the foreigners, make sure they can't actually understand you. It went silent in the area that you could hear a pin drop. Her smile melted off her face faster than an ice cream cone on Florida pavement. The girl turns beet red and she muttered to her friend on the phone that she had to go and sheepishly apologized. I accepted, she had water, and I felt better about myself. A little bonus, the girls in front of me heard the whole thing, and they adopted me into their group for the day. Fun was had all around. Guys, I only wish I was in that line at the time just to see the look on the girl's face when OP spoke Korean to her. And guys, this is why you keep your mean thoughts to yourself. You never know who's listening and who can understand. And hey, I'm glad it ended on a wholesome note and OP met some cool new people that day. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Alright, so my very first job that wasn't for a friend or family member lasted less than 72 hours. It was a Midwestern burrito chain, the place they bob your burrito at. It was also my first closing shift ever. That meant 3am, as we were a college town, and it was Saturday. 
We were literally under the 3 minute mark to close and most of the steak is gone. The cook has also gone back to get a start on dishes and the manager and team lead are nowhere to be found. It's just me doing my first closing shift, the cook, pretty sure he's an alcoholic in his 50s, and a cashier chick. A girl I knew from high school that was a super senior hippie chick. At this point, in walks three Chads and two Karens and they were drunk. Chad number one orders a steak burrito. Karen number one orders a veggie rice bowl. So on and so on until Chad number three asked for a steak burrito as well. The cashier chick has already used the last steak burrito for one. She then apologized and informed him that we're out of steak and offered a replacement. Hearing that, Chad 3 was having none of it and he started whining for a manager, a discount, and for extra steak. You know, the steak that Chad number 1 was munching down. In fact, Chad 1 even said that it was bullcrap that we didn't cook more steak for them, while munching on the last of the steak. At this point, it's 10 minutes after close, and the cook walks out the back as he'd finished all the dishes and tools. Now, I know it was exactly 3.10am when he left, because I was forced to watch the CCTV video the next day, as I was getting fired. Anyway, Chad number 3 eventually went with chicken, and all 5 of them left to wait for a taxi. We finish cleaning, and I'm heading out the doors to lock them, when Chad number 3 walks back in saying that he has to use the bathroom. So I follow him back and wait outside the door, because I'll have to clean it again after he uses it. As he walks out, he smiles at me and says, good luck. It's at this point I poke my head in the bathroom and it's destroyed. The guy had thrown his burrito against the ceiling, urinated everywhere, and he ripped off the towel dispenser. The guy also broke the change table and he plugged the toilet and it's at that point I snap. I drop the mop and charge to Chad 3, burst in front of him and lock the door. I lost my lid. I start screaming at him and herding him back to the bathroom, with many threats of violence and calling the police at the same time. I still never touched him though. I made Chad 3 clean the bathroom, even though he didn't do a great job, and then I let him out. The taxi van picks them up and they leave. I finish cleaning the dining area before heading back to the bathroom to clean what Chad 3 had missed. And when I come out, there's two police officers knocking on the door so I unlock and open the doors. The police come in and start to question me about the night's events. I explain what happened and show them the bathroom with the burrito on the ceiling and the broken items. They then asked if I threatened the man. I refused to answer directly and I talked about the mess and the damage. They then asked to speak to a manager and I exploded. I said that I'm the last one here and I can't even lock the back door or set the alarm. That I haven't seen my team lead or manager since shortly after I got there at 8.30pm. I then asked if I could just go home, and to my surprise, they said yes, that they would get in touch with the manager or the owner, and gave me his card. I then went home and went to sleep, looking forward to my day off to catch up on college homework. But no, the next day, I'm woken up by my phone, and it's the district manager, demanding that I go in immediately. So I show up, and he takes me to the manager's office, where he and the manager are, and they're very pissed off. They both start ripping into me and asking me what happened, So I explain what happened, and they cut me off saying that they know what happened, that they saw and heard it on the video, but why in the world did I force Chad 3 to clean it? Now I didn't really have an answer other than because he made the mess, and that he did it because we didn't have steak. Then I mentioned that it was my third day and we had no leadership on duty, and that's when I was fired. (laughs) Yeah, that was absolutely ridiculous guys, and I think the only people that should have been fired was the manager and the team lead, who apparently left 6 hours before close and left a new employee to handle things. That's not how it should be done. So this occurred at a large chain sporting goods store on Black Friday. Before the sale began, shoppers were lining up in front of the tables covered with cloth. 
in order to get the doorbuster items underneath. The bell sounds, and the cloth is lifted. I'm quickly, yet respectfully, rifling through a table of highly discounted yoga pants, in various colors, when all of a sudden, I get shoved pretty aggressively from behind. I ignore it and continue what I'm doing. And then I feel another shove. This time, a screechy voice calls out, Hey, make some room or move your ass. Now keep in mind, this table is very large, so it's not like I was hoarding the prime real estate for myself. Karen just wanted in, and she didn't care who she had to run over to get it. So rather than make a scene, I wedged against another shopper, allowing her some more room to slide closer. I had the last pair of size medium black pants on the table draped on my arm, and I'm looking through another color when I felt the pants get pulled off my arm. So I look up, and of course it's Karen. So I say, hey, those are mine, and grab onto them, which she replies with an obnoxious smirk, not until you pay for them, and she starts pulling on them, trying to get them out of my hands. At this point, I know it's only going to go downhill. So rather than be on the 6 o'clock news for fighting on Black Friday, I just cut my losses and decide to leave the table. My husband, who had been watching from a spot about 20 feet away, was half laughing as he saw me retreat empty-handed and defeated. I asked him why he's smiling when a woman just took the pants I wanted, and he says, cheer up. He then pushes a shopping cart towards me filled nearly to the top, and he says, here you go. And wouldn't you know, my amazing husband had commandeered the pushy woman's cart while she was busy digging through yoga pants. We then smile at each other, and I happily rolled her cart and all of her Black Friday finds to the other end of the store, and then turned her purse into customer service on my way out. That husband definitely deserves an award for stealing that woman's cart, guys. And I'll never understand how some people get so crazy over sales that they just turn into freaking animals and have no respect for others. And that, my friends, is our slash petty revenge. Guys, I hope you enjoyed today's super satisfying stories. If you did, hit that thumbs up. And if you're not subscribed, consider subscribing so you don't miss these crazy, crazy stories. And if you missed yesterday's episode on the channel, it's an r slash entitled people where a Karen fake faints to get what she wants, and she gets absolutely embarrassed by police officers, guys. If you haven't heard it, go check it out, and myself and Stevie Boy will see you guys in the next one. We love you. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.